0: Saturday mornings with Jim Bally, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. And it is Monday on this show, and you know what that means. We've got a lot to talk about here today. Tonight is Raw. Tomorrow is NXT, everybody's favorite show. Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, the last show before Grand Slam. Also got to build up that uh, Seattle pay-per-view coming up on October 1st. And of course, this weekend, we had a lot of shows, including SmackDown, Collision, Rampage, a UFC pay-per-view. And uh, Mike Sempervivi will not be joining us here today. No. Instead, once again, uh, we will be joined by Filthy Tom Lawler, co-hosting the show today. Now, from this point forward, most likely, Tom's going to be returning to Mondays at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. School started again. But uh, Mike was unavailable today, and so uh, for a number of reasons, we decided we'll just get Tom on this show. So he's going to be joining us after the break. We can talk about all of this news. And uh, the news includes the final day that Vince McMahon will own the WWE. That is today. We've got the NXT lineup. Updates on Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Bray Wyatt's family. Matt Riddle. Sexual assault claim against an officer from the Port Authority, JFK Airport. Let me tell you about that. New Japan uh, New Japan World is going to be uh, introducing some new, uh, some different, uh, I guess, I don't even know what. Why do we have Tom on? He's the last guy that knows anything about New Japan. But they're changing some aspects of the service and raising the price. And uh, we'll talk about Drew McIntyre and a bunch of other things as well. There's a lot to get into today. So stick around, and we'll be back after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
2: at prizepix.com slash for a first deposit matchup to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Do you owe
3: $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
1: 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans.
3: President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history, And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live
2: with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
0: Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Filthy Tom Lawler is joining us here today. And I got a question for you, Tom. How long have you been a wrestling fan?
4: My entire life. Since you, you were 0 remember, 1983 May 15th, 40 years. Wow. I would say.
0: You've been watching re- re- probably 35 for years, years really. 35 years. What is the first thing that you remember watching, Tom? It's your earliest memory of wrestling. <sighs> Adrian Street. Adrian Street. <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> on ESPN.
4: Lightning Kid. I don't know. Jeff wow. Jarrett getting getting ethered with a rag on ESPN. I don't what know. is
0: your first memory of WWF?
4: <sighs> My first memory? I, yeah, what do I mean, you remember? Hulk Hogan.
0: The Hulkster, brother. You watched the Hulkster, huh?
4: I watched the Hulkster. I was watching... I definitely watched before Hogan Warrior, which was a monumental match. I was probably watching for two or three years uh, consistently up to that point. Wow. I remember Demolition being able to fool the referee when he couldn't tell that it was
0: <laughs> yeah. axe <Ridiculous>. or crush. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> um,
4: well, I you know, know I, I
0: bring it up, Tom, because uh, my, my early memories of wrestling are also uh, WWF. My sister was a fan before I was, and she loved Hulk Hogan. And she had Hulk Hogan posters on the door, and, man, I hated that thing. I just wanted to rip it down. I did not like wrestling. I thought it was so stupid. And uh, later, my, uh, my father's mother, my grandmother, not granny on my father's side, she moved in, and she spoke no English. She only spoke Spanish. And she would sit there, and I didn't speak any Spanish, and she would always just go, Lucha! And I asked my dad, what does this mean, lucha? And he goes, she wants to watch wrestling. I was like, God, my sister and my grandma. So I turned on wrestling. And uh, anyway, long story short, I sort of got into it. But the point is, Tom, that uh, Dave, our own Dave Meltzer, tweeted today, Today is the last day Vince McMahon owns the WWE. Tomorrow it becomes part of the Endeavor family as a merged company, TKO, with the UFC. McMahon will still be in charge of WWE, executive chair of the new company, and 16% owner. So this is, this is the end of an era. Today is the end of an era, Tom. This is the final day that a McMahon owns WWF, WWF, WWE. Today is the final day. We lived to see this day, Tom.
4: And I could not be happier, Brian, because now who is in charge of the entire thing? None other than Emmanuel.
0: Oh, my God. It's all come full circle here. Who would have ever thought at the end of the day you might go to work for Emmanuel? It's amazing. You never I know, Tom.
4: I don't foresee that. Although, know. the UFC and WWE merger does present a lot of interesting, you know, scenarios upcoming. Not only with the two companies themselves, but they both have rights deals coming up. Uh, they have what could be, you know, one lucrative streaming service perhaps if they combined fight pass and uh, whatever they have going on with Peacock into you know one package. So the future looks bright for this TKO group, despite their stock, the WWE stock, taking a hit last week. It looks like that's going to rebound. No problem here this week.
0: Well, you know, speaking of services, Tom, I don't know why I bring this up to you because you don't know Jack, but New Japan... Pro Wrestling has announced significant upgrades to its streaming service, New Japan World. About time. New service will include apps for iOS, Android, and Roku. Video on the service will be upgraded to full HD. Users will have the ability to download content to watch offline. Search functions will be improved. Price of the service is increasing from 999 yen to 1,298 yen. So basically, it's going from 682 in the U.S. to 886 in the U.S. So still a uh, a, a major bargain. And uh, an exact release date for this new service is yet to be announced. But this means, like, if you have Apple TV, if you have a Roku, like, you can now stream it on your, your television. And uh, the increase to full HD, I mean, man, I watched those shows, and I loved them, but... It certainly was not full HD, I can tell you that much. So that's uh, pretty exciting. I think the most exciting aspect of it all is they
4: mentioned the ability to download content yep. offline. And as a subscriber to YouTube Premium, as someone who travels quite frequently, that is a huge, huge bonus for any sort of app. Uh, so I'm very I, I was p- pumped up for that. It says that the search function will be improved. Well, I'm not sure it could possibly get any worse. So I'm glad that they're taking care of I've never even
0: tried to use a search <sighs> function. Like, what's it about? What's it do? Nothing? The opposite of whatever its intended purpose is. <laughs> so if I search <laughs> filthy Tom Lawler, it'll just like, you know, Tom McGee will come up or something? If you're lucky, wow. I think. Yeah, I don't a know. A bunch of Jerry Lawler matches from Neutral. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still i'm still recovering god darn it yeah this school thing tom i don't know man these kids just go to school and they just come home sick
4: yeah it happened the first week to to my kids too but god we've recovered it's yeah. all good all good in the hood although they are off today which uh it's kind of what are they off on a monday for a school development day
0: Teacher development. I see. Couldn't they do that like during the whole long summer? Uh, it's probably because of the day. I see. I That's got my it. I guess. All right. We've got uh, NXT tomorrow, which is a big show for those of you that are big fans like me of NXT. We have got Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch for the NXT women's title. So there's really, I mean, there's two options here they're doing a lame DQ in the main event, or Becky Lynch is winning the NXT women's title. And I would lean towards the ladder. I mean, they're not even doing, like, angles. It was like, they just announced next week this championship match is tomorrow.
4: That is not true. Uh, she was called out. Tiffany Stratton called well, yeah, out on but promo I mean, and backstage. And then Becky also made mention of it on they Raw. Did, so they did. It's, going- like,
0: it's not like to- Becky showed up on NXT and you did, like, a back and forth or whatever. It's like her first appearance on NXT is going to be a title match. Her first live appearance.
4: She might as well win it. I mean, what else are you doing with t- Tiffany Stratton? This will elevate her regardless if she wins or loses. I can't see her winning a feud over Becky Lynch.
0: But Well, if you guys remember, they, they actually did this once with Braun. Remember when Dolph Ziggler went down to NXT and he beat Braun for the title? In and then that way. led to Braun winning the title back on Raw? So that's a, even that's a pretty big thing, like Tiffany Stratton, Beating Becky Lynch for a belt on Raw or SmackDown if they change the title in NXT. I mean, Becky is not Dolph Ziggler. She's like a big star. So that's a pretty interesting uh, decision there.
4: Tiffany Stratton's going to be a big star, too.
0: Well, yeah, at some point. We have uh, Wes Lee versus Ilya Dragunov, number one contenders match, which should be awesome. We
4: Inject have... Ilya Dragunov into my veins, please. Because not only will I be happy, but I be higher on the card and making more money.
0: That guy is unbelievable. Yes, he is. Un bar. One of the best workers on the planet. Honestly, one of the best yes. workers on the planet. I am not like I know some of you don't watch it, but like he is. Then we Easy. have uh, two Global Heritage International tournaments, Invitational, Tyler Bate versus Axiom, which could be great, and Akir Tozawa versus Nathan Frazier, which if you've seen Akir Tozawa when he actually gets to work and not do stupid stuff, that could be great. Then we've got the Creeds versus Edris Inofi and Malik Blade. Dana Brooke versus Lyra Valkyrie. you got to have one of those on the show. Charlie Dempsey, Drew Gulak, and Damon Kemp versus Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs, and Miles Bourne. Come back with the uh, standings for the tournament and uh, the No Mercy lineup after the break. And more Wrestling Observer Live.
1: That's 800-278-1738. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this.
2: Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt,
1: here's the number 800-725-1651 800-725-1651 that's 800-725-1651 paid for by legal alert line you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and
2: mike semper on the sports byline broadcasting network
0: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Filthy Tom Lawler. So we got, uh, I was actually thrown off because I was, this is basically a G1 tournament, but uh, they're doing it right. They only have two blocks instead of the four. We got Group A, Butch has three points, Axiom has one, Tyler Bate, Charlie Dempsey have zero. Group B, Joe Coffey, four points. Nathan Frazier and Duke Hudson both have two, and Akira Tazawa has zero. So that's the standings for this uh, Global Heritage Tournament. We have this odd story. The Port Authority Police Department has launched an investigation into a sexual assault claim made by Matt Riddle against one of its officers. TMZ reports that the Port Authority PD is internally investigating Riddle's claim made on Sunday in a since-deleted Instagram post following an alleged incident at New York's JFK Airport. Riddle posted a photo of a Port Authority PD officer on Sunday with the following caption, later deleted. Nothing like being sexually assaulted by an officer and harassed at the JFK airport. No means no, and just because I'm nice does not mean yes. Then he says a bad word. Don't know their Twitter or Instagram handles, but I took pictures. Normally I'm like, whatever. But today was really weird and uncomfortable. And they made a point to make me feel small and useless. Definitely one of the most uncomfortable travel days I've ever had. Thanks, New York City. You're so progressive and accepting. Ringside News on Sunday reported a claim from an officer on the scene that Riddle was, quote, heavily intoxicated and causing a scene and acting disruptive between his transfer of flights at JFK, leading to the Port Authority police being called to the scene to deal with Riddle. After a few attempts of de-escalating the situation and removing Matt from the area, it became physical. Said Riddle brushed off an opportunity to file a formal complaint against the officer in the alleged assault. Regarding the alleged disruptive behavior that caused police to be called to the scene in the first place, TMZ notes there was no police report filed. Riddle was declared, quote, free to go. So I guess there's an investigation going on and we'll find out what's happening. Bizarre story. Nothing like that ever but happened to you? No one has ever touched me. Uh, I'm what? talking like just a bad experience, like going
4: through
2: oh. this thing. Uh,
0: no. You travel all the
4: time. I do, but I keep to myself. You know what I mean? I have been accused of being not real on an airplane.
0: You know, I can give everybody a uh, a lighthearted uh, thing that happened to me a few years ago. So back in the day, back when it was a lot harder to do podcasts on the road, I had this extremely complicated setup. And there was like, you know, two boxes this long. And I had all of these different cables. And then I had to have the computer. And then I had to have all of these mics. And like, it was just this like this crazy thing. And uh, I had it all in this suitcase. And I went through the, you know, the metal detector and everything and uh and they like pulled me aside from my backpack, which had like nothing but clothes in it. But the suitcase with all of these wires and devices and machines, man, that just sailed right through. I was like, you know, I don't know, man, that thing looks like uh, that looked like a bomb, quite frankly, but man, they didn't care. They just let it slide on through. Now things are different. You know what I'm saying.
4: What a story!
0: Yeah, for today, exactly. Anytime. yeah. That is, it is nine eleven today, isn't it? I was very surprised yes. about uh, about that.
4: Well, <laughs> what? It, uh, uh, yeah, me too. I was surprised. By hey, that
0: hacksaw that. Jim Duggan's all right? Thank God. They said he'll be back on his feet soon. Back on the mend. The surgery has not been disclosed. But he underwent emergency surgery a couple of days ago. Admitted to the hospital, and his wife Deborah, says that uh, he will be back on his feet soon. But did not say what uh, what the deal was. So, and then the Rotunda family has publicly thanked The Rock for the support he has offered since Bray Wyatt's passing. His sister Mika praised The Rock in a social media post, writing he has kept the family's home filled with groceries the past two weeks. They want to thank The Rock for his kindness. Condolences and love the past two weeks. Like he did all people, Wyndham had a positive impact on him as well. DJ has kept our fridges and homes, yes plural, filled with meals and groceries. So, uh, very nice of The Rock to uh, to do that. Yeah, the, the Rock gets some heat, and some of it rightfully
4: so. I mean, he is selling his footwear products through the UFC, and the fighters are getting... No cut of that. However, he's also out there making a difference for people. You know, buying one of the UFC fighters a home. He's donating money to the wildfire victims in Hawaii. And uh,
0: Guy's got a little extra money here. laying around, you know what I'm saying? He's got some money. Can you imagine, like, 20 years ago? It's 2023, right? Can you imagine yeah. in 2003... When he was doing like Scorpion King and like he was just like a CGI face in that movie or whatever, can you imagine if someone would have told you, do you realize that within like, you know, a decade or so, 15 years, The Rock will be the biggest movie star and the highest paid movie star in all of Hollywood? It happened. What was the other did he do like what was it, walking tall? He did walking for yeah, of, for a while there he, it was like, Well, I don't want to be typecast as a muscle man. I'm gonna lose then. a lot of weight and do a uh, normal man roles. That didn't work out too well.
4: Yeah, but I didn't think he would be he would reach these heights, even though that was, you know, a big name movie. Then Fast and the Furious, you know, sure, that's a that's a big role, but I didn't think he'd be the highest paid actor in Hollywood yeah. at one point. You know who else is quite popular? Mm. You know who my kids always mention to me? Batista. No. The other guy, John Cena. Oh, yeah? He's apparently very popular with six- and seven-year-olds right now. I can believe that.
0: I was somewhere yesterday, and I saw a kid with a John Cena shirt on. He's popular with 40-year-olds, too. Yeah. This kid had a never-give-up shirt on or something like that. I was like, yes, when you're seven, don't ever give up. Hey, uh, how was that UFC this weekend? How was that main event? Boy, oh boy, what an upset! I was one of
4: these people that you—if you would have asked to bet their house before the fight—I would have bet it on Israel Adesanya, and that's coming from somebody who's—I have trained. Don't I have, bet
0: your house unless you know the Rock,
4: brother. <laughs> I have trained quite a bit with Sean, Sean Strickland in the past years ago when I was still fighting, and he is as advertised. There's absolutely no uh, faking his persona or his fighting style. When he is talking about wanting to meet people in the desert and fight them to the death, I 100% believe that is the thing that would make him the happiest. Now, he has shown some, what you could say are defensive deficiencies in the past. He's been KO'd. He got KO'd with a, a spinning heel kick years ago. He got KO'd by Kamaro Usman years ago. He was KO'd by Alexander Pereira, Poetan, a few years back. Uh, So he has been knocked out, but Israel Adesanya was not able to find his chin. Really, he wasn't even able to come close. Sean Strickland walked him down, put Adesanya on his back foot the entire fight. Adesanya looked off balance, throwing strikes. He looked uncomfortable in the cage, and it was, except for the second round, which was A close round in most ways. It was a shutout for Sean Strickland who walked at Israel Adesanya and punched him in the face repeatedly more times than Israel Adesanya did to him and walked away against the odds as the new UFC middleweight champion of the world. And now we just wait and see how long until GSP announces he's coming back out of retirement.
0: Wow. Hey, uh, without saying it on the air, obviously, a couple of comments in the chat here. What was the story with the uh, homophobic slurs that Dana swept under the rug?
4: What happened? The the story is that two of the fighters, uh, Manel Cape and I believe Charles Radke, dropped one of the F-bombs towards the fans. Uh, Charles Radke did that because the fans were booing him. And then he told told the fans to get in the ring and he'd fight (laughs) them. So West. that tells you his mindset in that moment. Uh, and Manel Cape, I believe, uh, was referring to a number of people who've dropped out and were not able to fight him that he had scheduled in the past and used that same
0: term. Um, so this, yeah, this, this bro doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look good and he started uh, screaming homophobic slurs at the crowd and asking them to get in the cage and fight him. <laughs> That's, That's what happened because he got booed.
4: Yeah, and then and then uh. Uh, Daniel Cormier said, thank you very much, and he walked off. <laughs> that was the opening of the interview and the
0: end of the interview. And then Dana's response was just that they were overexcited. Hey, sometimes these things happen
4: in MMA. Hmm. You know? People don't know what to say in public. They don't know how to act. We're dealing with a bunch of heathens. I don't know if you know this or not, Brian.
0: Well, I mean, I got one, I'm of one the of, air I'm right one of here. The few,
4: I'm one of the few that made it out.
0: You did make it out. Right. You did make it out.
4: Yeah. And I'm I'm one of the more intelligent ones.
0: And you didn't grow up wanting to fight. You wanted to grow up to be a wrestler. Well, no. I wanted to grow up and make
4: money playing dress up and fighting people in my underwear.
0: Well, there's whether only that a that couple of UFC, options for that. Whether
4: that's the UFC. Yeah. Well, the UFC yeah. wasn't
0: an option when I was growing up, and then it became one. So. Ironically, you don't wear your underwear now. You wear uh, these Daisy Dukes. Whatever these things are. Got a new
4: Fall 2023 catalog. Gonna hit soon. Really? My Fall 2023 fight kit. The denim's out, brother. Oh, it is? It's gone. Wow. Been sporting the stars and stripes over the summer.
0: You have, actually. I've seen that. Yes. Well, stand by, everybody. When we come back, we're gonna get Tom's thoughts on SmackDown and Collision. And uh, did you watch Rampage? Was there a Battle Royal this week or no? There was not a Battle Royal. However, there were tournament matches Mm.
4: in the Grand Slam Eliminator, which were. Well, stand by and we'll talk about it
0: after the break, brother. Observer Live.
3: It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right
1: now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
3: Has someone in your family lost a job recently?
1: That's 800-788-1495. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people
2: actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess.
1: Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. You
2: are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
0: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Guilty Tom Lawler joining us. What you want to talk about first, Tom? You got two shows you're going to cover here. I'll throw in my thoughts.
4: These shows are SmackDown and Collision, you're referring to? Yes. Or, or I believe Rampage, Collision, which one? Whatever you want, dude. Well, I watched all three of them. Let's well, get... get going, brother. Hey, let's get SmackDown out of the way while we have time. All right. TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts. What a fine place to have anything. Professional wrestling, sports, life. It's an awesome place. Check it out if you have a chance. Boston Garden. Boston Mass. Shotzi and Charlotte opened up the show, taking on EO Sky and Bailey. Damage control seemingly had things won, but Asuka came out looking like a clown. And she stole the woman's belt from Dakota Kai, who was ringside. Charlotte sent EO off the apron with a boot. Shotzi hit Bailey with a cross legged DDT and they picked up the win. This really was there to set up Asuka getting in the ring, dancing with the woman's title and going face to face with EO. So it looks like we're heading towards a singles contest. We are two weeks EO, from now.
0: They have announced that match. Smackdown, Jimmy Uso.
4: I don't know what's going on here.
0: Apparently, he wants to be
4: back in the bloodline.
0: Yes, he says he's never officially been kicked out, so he must be in. And Paul says, well, you're in, but you're not really in until Roman gives it the okay. And so he wants uh, Jimmy to take care of AJ. And, uh, you know, AJ uh, goes after Paul. Jimmy attacks him, makes the save for Paul. And that sets up uh, Jimmy and AJ for the main event. Seem like they
4: kind of ran out of things to do there this week. They're in a lull right
0: now. We're just kind of, you know, just kind of doing whatever until we get to Rumble season, I think, is the way it's going to be. And I think that we're going to get Roman Reigns and L.A. Knight. I I honestly got to think that's going to be the the championship match for uh, Royal Rumble.
4: Well, that's a good direction because L.A. Knight is over with this Beantown crowd and every crowd that he's in front of nowadays. Guess them cheering for him as he talks about beating up the Miz. This brought out Grayson Waller, who then brought out Austin Theory. Knight told these mushmouthed, mouthed dim half halfwits that tonight on Legends Way in Boston, Mass., they're going to get beat up in a legendary way. Yeah. I was wondering, Brian, mm. this would have been a perfect segment to get the return of the dummy...
0: Yeah, we didn't. Oh, yeah. We got uh marble-mouthed mush face yeah. or something like that. I forget what he said. Do you
4: remember on TNA, he had the button? He had a stand. Eli Drake would stand up there and smash it and call people dummies. Dummy, yeah! I
0: I, I actually do not remember this, but uh, maybe they'll bring the button back. Hey, you know what? Last week, I went on a uh, what I thought was just a nothing-happening commentary on Ole Austin Theory because he had the most boring-ass match with just long chin locks, and it was just nothing happening. I think it was him and uh, – I can't remember. It doesn't matter. By anyway, the the point is,
4: for some reason – It was reason, him and L.A. Knight.
0: Uh, this, no, it was a different match. <laughs> Wasn't it? it? This was one of those things where it went all over the Internet. Uh, Wrestling reporter offers advice to Austin Theory. I'm like, God, you got nothing better to do. He literally got nothing better to do than to make this a headline story. And, you know, it was like, come on. Like – I'm really in the wrong for saying that he should do more than lay on the mat in chin locks in 2023. Mysterio. It was the Ray Mysterio. Yeah, it was a Ray match. match. My God, like, can you imagine having a match that boring with Ray? Well, anyway, I don't think you listen to my advice at all. And, in fact, all of those articles were like, uh, WWE wrestler advised not to listen to uh wrestling reporter. And that one I had to read because I was like, Who's, who advised him that? And it turned out it was like people in the comments section were advising him not to listen to me. I was like, my God, what a life I live. But anyway, so he has a, he he goes in there with L.A. Knight. And, uh, man, this L.A. Knight Miz match they had a, a week ago it was the most generic, nothing-happening, mid-'90s, boring match you've ever seen. And I thought, oh, my God, now we've got L.A. Knight and Austin Theory. Like, God help me. But you know what? It was good. They went in there, and they worked hard, and at the end of the day, I thought they had a much better match than I was expecting. And uh, LA won with that stunner after Theory avoided going into a buckle that uh, old Grayson had yanked off. It, I thought this match
4: cra- was good. It's a cravat face buster. Whatever, dude. Not he's, a stunner. He,
0: he's being stone cold in The Rock. His two finishes are the people's elbow and the stunner. I mean, you can change him a little bit, but we all know what's going on. It's not a mystery. I'm not the only one saying it. Come on.
4: L.A. Knight was backstage. He interrupted Adam Pearce and Paul Heyman, said that he wants a rematch with The Miz next week, which we're going to get. And then there was an interaction between Paul and Knight, where Paul told him, next time he's in the room, knock first. So there's your setup for the future. They're moving, actually. We mentioned kind of like a holding pattern on this show, but they at least move forward with the storylines outside of the bloodline towards Roman Reigns and the bloodline with uh, <clears throat> what happened later on and L.A. Night here. So more people are getting involved in the main event. Yeah. The Judgment Day, who now can appear on both shows legally, I guess, even though they've been on both shows.
0: Everybody can. Everyone's going to be on both shows till Vince comes back. Well, he's gone. Good. After today, right? Nah, Kinda. he's still. He's still. Kinda. Yeah. So they're the
4: unified tag champs. Finn talked for a little bit. Then Dom tried to speak and just got buried in jeers and boos by the crowd. Damian Priest says they did something that the Bloodline and Roman Reigns could not do. They took the belts off Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Eventually, the Brawling Brutes came out. Well, minus Sheamus, so it's Butch and Ridge Holland. They get in the ring. Butch snaps Finn's fingers they clear the ring, and their scheduled contest began. Butch of Ridge Holland uh, took on Finn Balor and Damian Priest, and the Judgment Day, the Tag Team Champions. the match was great. Won the match. Yep, won the match with a South of Heaven on Ridge. Priest hit another one onto Butch, throwing him onto Ridge. Finn hit the coup de gras, and they got the win. And afterwards, as Judgment Day celebrated, Bobby Lashley's music hit. He and the Street Profits came down, went face-to-face with the Judgment Day and told them he's right. Judgment Day is right. The bloodline is crumbling, but it's going to be Lashley and the Street Profits taking over. Man. And then the main event set up over the past two weeks, AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso. This match is going on. Paul Heyman shows up on the ramp with Solo. who Paul told Jimmy earlier was not even there. They uh, went at it, slapped each other in the face, Jimmy and an enziguri, AJ answered with a Pele kick, hit the forearm on Jimmy on the floor, and Ushiguroshi in the ring, and then he sent Jimmy to the floor, or I'm sorry, Jimmy sent AJ to the floor, Solo was stalking him, Jimmy wanted him to attack, apparently, he went outside, they argued, AJ pushed Jimmy into Solo, hit the phenomenal forearm, got the win, pinned Jimmy Uso, and as he went back up the ramp, Finn Balor and Damian Priest came out, beat him down, threw him in the ring. Solo hit the Samoan spike. A lot of people stood around staring at each other, and the show ended. Not a fan of this main event.
0: Yeah, the main event was just there. But uh, it is very interesting. They've taken the two hottest storylines and the two hottest groups, and they're, they're putting them together for something. And uh, presumably they'll also split and feud and uh, theoretically, like, if you did Judgment Day versus Bloodline at Survivor Series, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big match. So we'll see what they end up doing here. We had Rampage and Collision. Of course, the Grand Slam
4: Eliminator Tournament is probably the main thing going on in AEW over the past few weeks, setting up the title challenge for MJF next week on Dynamite. Here we had Penta taking on Jay Lethal. Exactly as you'd expect. Both guys were awesome, wrestled well. Lethal's group tried to get involved. Referee Stefan Smith ejected everyone. Lethal tried to use a guitar. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. He was going to hit Penta in the head in front of the ref with the guitar. But Alex Abrahantes tussled with him over this guitar. Penta snapped his arm, hit the fear factor package pile driver, and got the win. Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho argued and then agreed to face each other at AEW Grand Slam. Anna J, the bunny, Taya Valkyrie, took on Hikaru Shida, Sky Blue, and Britt Baker. And uh, Britt got pushed into Shida as the bunny, tried to then capitalize. Britt reversed her, put her in the lockjaw, got the submission, and then Britt and Shida argued a little bit. Nothing major after the match, but clearly... Yeah, this Some is the third straight show they've done
0: something with uh, Brit Yoshida. So clearly they're going to be doing a match. And I Andy, think it's going to be a number one contenders match. Would be my guess.
4: I believe they're in a four-way title eliminator for a shot at Grand Slam.
0: Oh, the old title eliminator. Yeah,
4: Daddy Magic and Angela Parker took on the Bucks. The Bucks won with the BTE trigger. What'd you expect?
0: You know, it's funny with this uh, this title eliminator, this four-way title eliminator. It's like, they do so many title eliminators, tournaments, open challenges. And it's like, I was there at Grand Slam. And literally, they had a a perfect finish to set up a number one contenders match, which is Hikaru Shida was a champion. Britt Baker had Hikaru Shida in her finish. But then Soraya got a pin on somebody else to win the title. So the champion wasn't involved in the finish, Britt was almost beating the champion at, during the finish. Like, hello, you got a number one contenders match right there. We don't need a rando title eliminator when you actually book something that you could use to make a number one contender. But whatever. We move on to collision. Title action. eliminators. Right no, now. Well. well, and no, these title were, matches. Uh, the, the, yeah, these were open challenges.
4: We had a title match. John Moxley took on an action on Dreddy for the international title. This is a a clash of styles in some ways. Uh, Mox leapt off the top early, came up limping, sold throughout much of the match. This allowed Andretti to get some high flying and flipping offense in there. Falcon uh, Arrow from Andretti got a big two count. That was probably his biggest offensive close near fall. And then uh, Moxley won with the arm-trapped rear naked choke. Nice technique. Roderick Strong's backstage, still upset with Adam Cole. He wants to win this tournament and beat MJF and then get his friend Adam back. Chris Statlander beat Robin Renegade. The biggest story here was afterwards the Renegade twins, Renegade sisters, beat up Chris Statlander. And who came back to make the save? But Jade Cargill.
0: Old Jade is
4: back. Came out flexing, choke slamming people, and then she hit Jaded on Statlander. So it looks like. She may be going back after that TBS title. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli argued backstage, then agreed to fight each other at Grand Slam for the ROH and New Japan Strong titles. Eddie talked about how much that title meant to him, and I can assure you that it means about ten times as much to me as it does him. Good luck to both guys. Bullet Club Gold. Pretty much squash gravity, Aerostar and Diaz del Afermundo, who I believe was Drago,
0: but I yes, it was Drago. I,
4: Juice hit his sprawling DDT, got the win. Ray Fenix beat Angelico. These two luchadors very familiar with each other, put on a good match. Fenix with the rolling leaping cutter and the Fenix driver get the win. Roderick Strong took on Darby Allen. Awesome in the semis. match awesome match darby got beat up by luchasaurus as he was riding his skateboard to the ring backstage he got beat up by roderick strong strong got the win and in the main event samoa joe and pentagon put on another awesome match in which samoa joe won and moves on to the finals excellent
0: job filthy excellent job back in a moment observer live
1: It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. That's 800-211-6008.
2: Attention homeowners, it's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States
1: That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, Tom, we should
0: mention that uh, old Daniel Bryan says... That this will be the last year before he winds down his career. What do you think about that? Not happening? I don't believe him. I, mean, I believe maybe he's going to wind down.
4: Wind down, sure. But I but... don't
0: believe, you know. I think one of these days I'll be 70 and he'll be 60. We might finally do that match together. I think that's the most likely scenario. Maybe
4: Adam Cole and I will get our match on the undercard. Yeah, that. when are you guys
0: going to wrestle? You know they're coming to Seattle for a I New just, Japan show.
4: I I just told you
0: on the undercard of you and Brian Danielson. Well, I'm not wrestling Brian Danielson in Seattle. I got to retire from this job first. Which are the rate right you and Semper going could be at any time? Did you want to bury? I thought you were going to
4: bury us there. Was not. that a compliment?
0: I think you uh, I think you guys do a good job on Fridays I don't think I'm needed a lot of things I could do on Fridays you know Not yeah, really yeah.
4: a lot of things I could do on Fridays too like what Inclu- including wrestling which I'm usually doing
0: there is that on Fridays. I hadn't thought about
4: that yeah actually this Friday upcoming I'll be wrestling in Cleveland Ohio aiw wrestling the J lit Invitational Friday and Saturday Sunday deadlock pro. In North Carolina, I'm taking on Anthony Henry.
0: Packed weekend for me. At Filthy but, Tom Lawler on the X, everybody. Yeah. At Brian Alvarez as well. We're going to wrap it up for today. Grab your cameos while you can. Always doing cameos for my lovely followers. F4W Online on Cameo. Anyway, we're out of here. Thanks, Tom. Back tonight with Wrestling Observer. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.